You are listening to a message from Victory. We hope it inspires you to honor God and make disciples in your community. Today we'll look at one of those last few songs by Simeon where he was uh, singing a song when he saw the baby Jesus at the temple. And just to give you a background of uh, how this happened was, Simeon was a very old man. He was about to die. And uh, for how many years he, he's been waiting for the promised rescuer who would save the world from their sin. And uh, as he was waiting, one morning the Holy Spirit told him, go to the temple, today you're going to see him. Right? So he went to the temple filled with the Spirit of God. When he saw Joseph Mary with baby Jesus there at the temple, he knew it was Jesus, and then he went there and, uh, and got the baby and started singing this song that was recorded in Scripture. And this is a very powerful song. Very few lines, yet so full of meaning, especially coming from an old man who, who can die anytime, right? So this is Simeon's song. As you all know, Christmas is all about uh, Jesus, right? Uh, in my life, I have two Jesus. One of them is here. My, my father is here. Uh, Jesus C, all right. It's his birthday today. That's why he was named Jesus. Right. As a gift, he will be now an official member of our church. Right. Yeah, so happy birthday, pa. Jesus is the reason why we celebrate Christmas, and that's why Christmas is special for all of us. And now when Simeon saw Jesus, he started singing a song filled with the Spirit of God, and this was the song that he sang. He said, Lord Now you're letting your servant depart in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation. Verse 31, that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory to your people Israel. Such a simple song, four verses. But this was a song from a dying man. That's why there's a lot of meaning in it. It's different when you hear it from somebody who's dying, right? A dying man's word is very important. It's very deep. There's something always, a meaning behind the song. Just like Taylor Swift. Every time I break up, she makes a song, right? There's always a story behind a song. And now this was a song from an old man who was going to die. And he said something here that I don't know if it was culturally acceptable. When he looked at Jesus, he said, now I can go. Now I can depart in peace because I've seen the very purpose of my existence. You can now take me, Lord. Sa Tagalog, kunin mo na ako, Lord. Because I've seen. And all my life, I've been preaching. All my life, I've been doing something to spread the message of, of God. And now I see the rescuer, Jesus. Now, Lord, I can now depart in peace. You see, Christmas, very simply, is a story about the purpose of God. It's God's purpose for your lives, for our lives, for everybody, for the world. Christmas is a story of purpose. At least once a year, people who don't go to church get to be reminded of God's purpose in their life. Christmas is a story of purpose. You know, you look back at Simeon's song, only a person who has been so fulfilled with the purposes of God, and he was able to fulfill the purposes of God, can actually say, I can now depart in peace. He can let me go. You see, I don't know if everybody in this room can say that today. Lord, if you take me, I'm ready. But only people who've, 
who live out God's purpose for their lives, they know purpose is what wakes us up every morning and gives us that little jump and excitement and passion because we've got purpose. But imagine life without purpose. My mom died uh, last November 30, this year. And uh, she lived a life of purpose. You just know. She was actually able to say the same line. I can now depart in peace. Kunin mo na ako, Lord. Tagal ko nang... Right? She would say those things not out of negativity, but knowing that she's fulfilled her purpose in life. It takes somebody fulfilling God's purpose to be able to say, Lord, you can now take me. You can be rich and not be able to say, I can now depart in peace. You can have a big family or even a small family, but if the family is not right, you know you cannot say those lines, Lord, I can now depart in peace. It's amazing how those words are so profound, so deep. Lord, you can take me. I can depart in peace because I've seen the answer. I've seen the hope. Now I can go. I've now fulfilled my purpose in life. When we were not yet Christians, when my parents were not yet Christians, we, we live a life with actually no purpose. We followed the ways of the world. They work really hard. No Sabbath. No rest. Work, 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 work. And because we thought that's the purpose of life. Eat, drink, be merry, get rich, get married, you know, and that's it. Until Christ came into our family and Christ gave us purpose. It's different. There was a major shift of values, major shift of what we do. Our assignments are now different. It's no longer about clocking in, clocking out, go home, take uh, uh, sleep. Go back to the office, clock in, clock out, sleep. Go. It's no longer that grind. There was now purpose to why we do things. Christmas is a story of God's purpose. It's a purpose. Simeon said in verse 31, that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory to your people Israel. Two purposes we see here. Number one, our purpose to be light. Our purpose to be a light to the world. That when people see us, they would see, wow, that's a life lived under God's grace, under God's command. I want that kind of life. I want to live a Christian life when I see that person. We're a light to the Gentiles. And the Bible says, glory. We live for the glory of God. Not for the glory of men. Not for the applause of men but really for the glory of God. Jesus came to seek and save the lost. He was very clear in His purpose. The reason I came down here on, from heaven down to earth was to save people. I came not for the, you know, not for the healthy, but for the sick. Okay? For the dying, because I want to save them from their sin. His purpose was so clear. And it is the same purpose that we all must have. To seek and to save the lost. This is our message. You know, what better way to preach the gospel than on Christmas Eve, on Christmas Day, later in your parties? If there's ever uh, a mention of the word Jesus, that won't be as awkward as in any day of the year. It's today and tomorrow, right? It's so easy to preach the gospel on December 24, December 25, because Jesus is the reason why we celebrate Christmas. The story, again, can be told because of what the world celebrates. 
Jesus came to seek and save. Are we a light to the world? Where you are now, where God has placed you, this year as you look back, how many people have been touched? Not just temporarily, but eternally. How many people have received Christ because of your life? You see, when we give echo bags, it would fill up their stomach. But the next day, they would want more fruit cocktail. But when you preach the gospel with that echo bag, it's such a powerful combination. I not only fill up your stomach, I fill up your spirit. I want you to hear this message. Because this is the story that changes us. This is the story that's why we spend millions every year in doing church work, doing church plant, sending out missionaries. This is the reason why we go and worship every Sunday. Jesus came to seek and save the lost. That's our purpose. And the glory of God. We have to know God's purpose for our lives. You have to ask that. Lord, what's my purpose? Why do I have to wake up tomorrow? Lord, if there's a gift that I want to receive this year from you, is that, Lord, I will know my purpose. So that every day would not be a wasted day for you. It won't be a day without purpose. But there will be so much meaning in it because you've asked the Lord, Lord, I want to know your purpose for my life. And again, it's no accident you live here. It's no accident this is your church. This is your community. Our purpose here is very clear. We want to honor God. We want to make disciples. When you say, I'm a member of Victory, this is my purpose. It is so tied up with my personal life of what the church is to me that I know my purpose is to honor you, to give you glory, and to make disciples. Not to keep the gospel to myself, but to share it to all men. We have to know God's purpose for our lives. I do hope you live out God's purpose for your life. In Acts 13, 36, Paul wrote that when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep and he was buried with his ancestors and his body decayed. You see, when, when death comes knocking on you, it gives you time to reflect. And I do hope this Christmas, as we slow down our pace, it gives you time to reflect. Have I lived out, have I served God's purpose in my generation? The Bible says when David served God's purpose, God took him. He fell asleep. This is the life that we want for each and everyone. A life with purpose. I'll show you a short video of my mom. This was on her birthday. Her birthday was November 29. God took her away November 30. I think she wanted to celebrate one last birthday and blow that candle one last time. Not the cake, because most of us, blow the cake, blow the cake, don't blow the cake. You blow the candle, okay? The candle, not the candle, okay? Blow the candle, blow the candle. Okay, no. You blow the, you blow the candle, not the cake, okay? You don't want to blow the cake, okay? You don't want the saliva on the cake, all right? But in her last, this was her last act on November 29 before going to sleep. Right? You just know that she lived a life of purpose. This is not a eulogy for my mom. This is, in a way, a prayer that everybody would live a life like this. She was actually worshipping the night before her death. I want you to watch this very short clip. And oh, we'll see how great, how great is our God. 
last few hours before her death, she was worshiping. She wasn't whining. She wasn't saying, I have 10% lung capacity. She was saying, I've lived a life of purpose. This is a life full of meaning. November 30, her last few words were, Lord, you can now take me. I can now depart in peace. That's the power of purpose. When you understand and you live out God's purpose, it is, it is fitting to say for every believer in this room, Lord, you can take me anytime because I have served your purpose in my generation. Second, Christmas is a story of hope in Christ. It's a story of hope. When you look at scripture and you look at Simeon's song, there was full of hope in the song of a dying man. He said, I have seen the salvation. I've seen uh, your salvation, O God. And not only have I seen him, but Lord, you've, he will be a light to the Gentiles and a glory for your people, Israel. There was hope. People were hoping. Imagine in the Old Testament, somebody will come who will rescue prophet upon prophet, prophesying. There will be a rescuer. There will be a rescuer. New Testament, the rescuer came. All hopes were high. That's why some were disappointed because Jesus was born in a manger. Jesus was a humble king in his introduction to the world. He was riding a donkey. Not something uh, a hero would do. They thought it was going to be a political savior. It was not. It was a Savior who will save us from our sin, our, our sin. I've seen your salvation. Hope in Christ. For the living, there is hope in Christ. While we're still alive, there's always hope, even when it's darkest. Christmas is a story of hope. When we see the manger, we say there's hope. When we see the resurrection and the empty tomb, we see there's hope in Christ. We go back to Acts 13. David said that, uh, Paul said that David fell asleep. In the Bible, they don't usually use the word, and David died. Most of them would use the term, he has fallen asleep. In the New Testament, Jesus was about to heal a girl, but then was not there on time, and so the girl died. But when Jesus went to the house, and everybody was weeping and wailing, Jesus asked them, where is the girl sleeping? And everybody laughed at Jesus because of the term that he used. But for a Christian, our worldview is different. In life, there is hope. And even in the midst of death, there is hope. We just all fall asleep. This is the amazing thing about God. Whether for the living or the dead, there is hope in Christ. Where do you put your hope? Again, Christmas reminds us of that hope. We have that hope in Jesus Christ. Lastly, is Christmas is, is a time to spend with loved ones. The Bible says in Acts 13, I'll go back there. David served God's purpose, fell asleep with hope of a resurrection. And he was buried with his ancestors. Or another version, he was buried with his fathers and forefathers. You see, in life, day one of your existence, you're with family. The day you die till forever you die in the flesh, who are you buried with? Family. It's no accident God designed life that way. The first time you open your eyes, 
you see family. The day you're sick and the day you die, you're going to be with family. Christmas is time spent with family, with loved ones. This is a time to, you know, there will be so much time for you with your barcada, with church family, on 26, 27, 28, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, every day of the year. But if there's one great excuse to spend time with family, it's December 24, it's December 25. Spend time with loved ones. Make time. Be intentional about it. These are relationships that would matter. These are relationships that God would ask you. How are you with family? Look at the last verse in the Old Testament. It's just so glaring how God values family. I will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children, the hearts of the children to their fathers. Family is so important. If there would be regrets of a lot of people, it's that they, they didn't spend much time with family. They didn't create wonderful memories with family. Spend time with your loved ones. Christmas is the time. From day one to the day you die, even without life, katabimo, familia. It's going to be family. Nobody else. Learn how to love. Learn how to forgive. Learn how to enjoy family. Maybe for some of us, maraming families among Filipinos, not very expressive. Am I right? We don't say, I love you. We don't say, I forgive you. Right? This is a good time. Okay? This is the less awkward time to say, I love you to someone that you don't say, I love you to. Right? Like tonight, you go to your dad or your mom. Pa, I love you. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Gawin you sa 26. Pa, I love you. Utang ka na naman eh. Di ba? It's different. <laughs> Something about 24 and 25, where you can actually be a little more vulnerable to your family and create that culture of being more vulnerable to your family and expressing your love to your family. Love. Forgive. Right? Forgive. Many, while, while our loved ones, you know, my mom is our first experience of death in the immediate family. And many times in when she was alive years ago, it's so easy to pinpoint why she's not the perfect mom. This, that, this, that, this, that. Right? The same way I think my daughters would say, I'm not the perfect dad, this and that, and this and that. But when she was dying, you tend to forget all those. Can't even find fault in somebody who's dying. Because you know, the wonderful memories far exceed all those things. And how many times we focus on very important relationships and look at the, this is his fault, this is her fault, this is... You know, when we say purpose, we say hope, it's the same way with family. I do find you, I do hope that you have purpose while you're in that family. I do hope that you see what's good in your family, especially now that they're still alive, right? I know my mom can hear me now because she's in heaven, but it's still different when you, you know, talk physically to her. And we were able to say everything to her the same way she was able to say everything to us. And ang pagkakalbo ko, bilin niya yan. So, ang ganda kilay mo eh. So, nagpakalbo ko. So, para makita kilay ko. Love, forgive, enjoy. 
Tonight, enjoy family. Tonight, express your love to your family in your parties. In your, you know, give them a hug. Right? We're Christians. We're not, you know, we're not, you know, we, we have the love of Christ. And that's why Christmas is time spent with family and loved ones. Christmas is a story of purpose. It's a story of hope. It's a story of family. I do hope we get this in the life of Simeon. When he sang that song, a dying old man, saying, I can now depart in peace because I've seen my Savior. Today, let the meaning of Christmas be new to us. There's one thing I've learned this year, is that Christmas, I say this every year, but it seems like this year it's more real to us. Christmas is never about us. Never about me. I know there will always be that temptation that a little part of Christmas is about me. But it's not about me. It's not even about my kids or my wife. I know I get to spend time with them. Those are bonuses. Christmas is really about Jesus. I do hope He becomes the start in our celebration. That we would see the reason I can celebrate, the reason I can party with joy, not with emptiness, is because of purpose that is in Christ. Because of hope that is in Christ. And because of the gift of family that Christ gave me. Let's all bow down our heads and pray. Lord, we thank You for Your Word, Lord. Thank You for Simeon's song gives us a proper perspective about life. Lord, that I can depart in peace because I have seen your salvation. I have seen Christ. The sacrifice, the work, the ministry, preaching, of discipling, of sharing the gospel, of doing charity work, all of that for the reason because we have seen Christ. Lord, so I pray for everybody in this room that we may live out God's purpose for our lives. Lord, that it would not be an empty life for us. Lord, that Christmas would be less and less about us and the gifts and the cash and the food and the fellowship, but it will be all about Jesus. Lord, even our hope, even as the world celebrates tonight and tomorrow, God, Many would celebrate without hope. Many would celebrate with plastered happiness, knowing that it would once again fade two days from now. So I pray, Lord, that use me to be a mouthpiece of hope. Use my life as an example of hope that can be found in Christ. Lord, I thank you for family. Lord, I thank you that we get to spend time with the gift that you've given us, family. We did not choose our family. Lord, you've given it to us. And Lord, may we now see it at a different angle. May we see the privilege of being part of a family, of having loved ones, being able to spend time with them, being able, Lord, to express our affection and our love to them because you've given them to us. Lord, I know, Lord, how much you value family. And so I pray, God, that our families will be stronger. Lord, as we celebrate Christmas as a family, Lord, may you be lifted up. May you be glorified. 
It is for your glory and honor that we do celebrate. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise and honor. Oh, we want to say happy birthday, Jesus. Thank you for coming down here on earth to save us. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph slash resources slash podcasts.